Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti, and welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast, the first of 2023 as we head into the final week of the regular season in the NFL. It's been a difficult week for everyone involved in the NFL community following the incident Monday night in Cincinnati where Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest after making a tackle. His heart stopped actually twice. He needed to be revived once on the field and again at the hospital. Thank God the medical staff did an excellent job there at the stadium and everywhere. He's in critical condition still at a hospital in Cincinnati, but he's making signs of improvement, and that's encouraging. It's a sad story. It's really hit hard for everyone from his teammates to peers to fans watching. Whoever was there, millions of people on national television. I've had a tough time dealing with it. I also last week saw a family in my neighborhood devastated after a car accident killed their seven-year-old daughter. Life is precious. It's short. The best thing I can say is love on your loved ones. Embrace peace, joy, and happiness. It feels weird to even talk about football this week. And frankly, I don't want to do that. Uh, I'm not going to give out picks. If if you want to know, you can read those. They're available on APnews.com, the pro picks for week 18. I wanted a guest this week who can speak from a player's perspective. And 10-year veteran Brandon Copeland, who was on the show back in September, he most recently played for the Baltimore Ravens. He joined me to do that. So here is my conversation with Brandon Copeland. Brandon, welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. I appreciate your time, man. It's been a a difficult week for everyone in the NFL community. And as a a 10-year veteran, as a guy who played this season, right? Um, Obviously, there's got to be a lot of emotions. Were you watching that game Monday night live? Yeah, no, I I was not watching it. But I remember uh, there was a time where, you know, I just, my phone, my my watch just started I'm like, what the heck is going on? So, you know, pick up my phone and, you know, are you watching the game? Are you watching the game? Praying for this kid, you know. So obviously, you know, turn on the TV, catch up. And, and um, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, everybody's heart is going out to him. We're praying for him, praying for his family. Um, you know, I I, I, uh, I have a buddy, my team teammate, my college teammate, Greg Van Roten, who's on the Bills um, as an offensive lineman now. And so, you know, again, just just hearts out to that entire organization and that entire city. Um, but, um, you know, we're, we're just hoping that uh, – Hoping that he pulls through and, and we create another uh, hero story from this. Yeah, for sure. Were you ever involved uh, in an incident or saw another player, a teammate where they needed an ambulance for something else, whether it was neck, spinal cord, back, something like that? Fortunately, I've never been involved in seeing a teammate need to be, you know, immobilized and moved off of the field. I've, I've seen, I mean, uh, well, for a neck injury, I should say, I've seen femurs broken. I've seen, you know, ACLs, all of those types of things. I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen, seen a lot, um, heard a lot of screams, pain, all of that type of stuff, been through my own issues as well, too. But, um, but n- never seen anything like that. And I think that that's, um, it's, you know, the, the, the scariest thing is that's the type of memory that doesn't, you know, that scars you for life, right? That scars is going to scar. Um, the community for life. And I think that, um, you know, again, we just got to pray. We got to talk to each other. I'm glad that people are having conversations and, and also taking the time to stop and, and ask how you're doing, 
you know, um, how are you feeling? And and I hope that uh, we continue that. We don't just allow that to uh, fade off after a, a couple of weeks here. The NFL and the NFLPA obviously have so many different resources available to players from a mental wellness, mental health standpoint. And it's much different than two, three, four, five years ago, even where it's something that we openly talk about that and encourage guys to to seek that help, to get that help uh, as a player. Are you aware? How aware are you of those resources? And and how many guys do you think know that and, and are accessing those, especially at a time like this? Yeah, I mean, I hope, especially now, I hope a lot of players are aware of that. If, if uh, you know, honestly, if your team hasn't made you aware of that now, today, then that's a shame on them. But I will say in, in the past, uh, every team that I've been on, I've been on a lot of teams at this point, right? Every team that I've been on has made us fully aware that those resources exist. Um, and, you know, ultimately, it's on us as players to to take advantage of those resources and not just take advantage, use those resources that they're there for us. Right. Um, a lot of things we're dealing with in life, we're dealing with for the first time, we're dealing with um, a number of other pressures outside of the injury with DeMar. But, you know, family pulling at you, you're dealing with being away from family, you're dealing with a number of money for the first time. And so um, the, the toughest thing I will say, because I know that a lot of us talk about, like, you know, the awareness, as you mentioned, it's like. The, the NFL schedule is the, a demanding schedule as well, too. Um, and so as all of us know, all of us as individuals know, it's the easiest person to push to the wayside is yourself. And so, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully people overall take more time this year to focus on themselves, uh, you know, be selfish so that they can be selfless um, and really time block, do whatever they need to do to actually work on, um, again, self-care. Those words right there. I I, I don't want to just gloss over them. Be selfish so you can be selfless. I think that's that's powerful, Brandon. That That's great advice. Can you expand on that a little bit so nobody misses the point of being selfish, taking care of yourself so you can be selfless for others, for family, for children, for whoever it is that you're taking care of? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, that's something I started using maybe four or five years into my career where I realized that, um, you know, my community, the things that I want to do, my dreams and aspirations only go as far as I go. Right. And so whether you're an NFL player or whether you're a single mom trying to provide for your kids and your family or whether you're, uh, somebody running a nonprofit organization who's overworked and tired or a teacher, right? Like whoever you are, uh, you got to be selfish in order to have the ability to be selfless, because uh, obviously we know there are so many different things that can derail your progress and your your quote unquote livelihood or success. And if that happens and if that happens because you're being too selfless in the beginning, you never get the chance and the opportunity to be that beacon and that light that you uh, are meant to be for your family, that provider, whatever it may be. Right. Maybe you're just putting a smile on somebody else's face at the office. But ultimately, if you don't give your chance, if you don't give yourself a chance by being selfless, selfish in certain moments, then again, you'll never have that chance to be selfless. Very well said, man. Hey, the NFL did the right thing, right? On Monday, they there was no way anybody could continue playing that game. Um, so they suspended it. Now they're putting the games this weekend on schedule. No changes as yet. How difficult do you think it's going to be, not just for Bills players with the uncertainty surrounding their teammate, 
But man, I heard guys across the league say, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I can if I want to play because football, Brandon, in a sport where if your mind's not in it, your heart's not like you can get hurt if you're not right. there physically, mentally, everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we know, the human spirit is resilient. Um, it's wild for anyone to think about going out there and, and playing football while, you know, we understand that one of our our comrades, our brothers, our peers is, you know, literally fighting for his life. Um, you know, I, I I will never question or lack confidence in the fact that us as players will find a way, whatever way the NFL decides to go, whether it's play games, postpone games, push the season back, whatever they do. Uh, you know, again, us as players, we we find a way to get through. Us as a uh, a union, we find a way to get through. Us as a entire you know industry, I mean, we found a way to get through. Um, and so, you know, regardless of the decisions, those things are uh, way above my pay grade. Clearly, um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, Roger Goodell could let me borrow five dollars if he wanted to, but um, <laughs> you know, those things are, are way above my pay grade. Clearly, but uh, you know. Regardless, I'm, I'm sure that the men that make up the the NFL, the women, the entire staff, the teams, et cetera, they will find a way to um, to inspire people. You know, simply put, I think that that's the biggest thing is, you know, the one thing that I, I'm the one thing that I personally am um, noticing about this entire thing is, you know, for. <laughs> The first time in a long time, a lot of people are just coming together and banding together and, and sticking on the same side and, and rowing in the same direction. And so, um, again, I think that hopefully, you know, hopefully DeMar uh, comes out of this in a, in a beautiful, amazing way. I always pray that he comes out of this stronger than ever. It's the way I prayed for myself going into surgeries and coming out of surgeries. Um, but but ultimately, um, I also hope in that same breath we can inspire other people to continue to stick together as glue because listen i mean the 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 power of prayer i know people believe different things out there but you know the the power of prayer i think has kept this this young man going right now and that that power of unity has kept this young man going so um hopefully we keep that rolling as he continues to to come back to us Man, I firmly believe in the power of prayer. Uh, I'm a guy who is completely and totally on board with how important that is in in these situations, in any situations, praying the good moments, praying the bad moments. And I've been encouraged, Brandon, seeing, for example, every team in the NFL using the same avatar on Twitter, pray for DeMar and, and his number and, and the Bills colors. So that's been encouraging for me to to see that. What does it mean to you to pray? What is what does that mean? The power of prayer. What does that mean to you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a conversation with God. Um, I pray all the time. I pray, you know, when when I found out that you didn't have to necessarily pray, um, you know, traditionally closing your eyes, like you can pray while you're driving, you can pray while um you're taking your kids for a walk like i for me it's it's um again it's a, it's a check in 
It's, you know, making sure God knows that I'm thankful for everything that, that I have today. I'm content. I'm, um, I'm, I'm blessed and I, pre- I'm appreciative. And, and also, you know, unfortunately, I will say, you know, like most of us, most of the time, I'm also asking for something, you know, and I'm right now, obviously, we're asking for DeMar's health. My grandmother is going through her own issues as well, too. So I've been kind of, you know, I've been tugging, tugging at God a little bit, you know, but uh, ultimately, you know, I, I, when I'm praying, I'm having a conversation with God and I'm um, I know he's listening, you know, and, and some things he doesn't answer in my time. All right. But um, as somebody told me years ago when I was in Detroit with the chapel chaplain, uh, you know, there's these marathons that go on in the cities and there's people who end up purchasing like the the sky boxes and the skyscrapers and they watch the marathon. You know, they look like little ants running around. And, and ultimately, there's certain turns that you see as the runner, but you don't see the big picture. And, and so right now, again, we're we're the runners and we're we're not seeing the big picture. So uh, although he might not answer in our time, sometimes, you know, I, I understand that for me, everything happens for a reason. And, and I'm very happy. I'm, I'm the man I am because of my scars, because of all of the, the ups and downs and beautiful things I've, I've been through. Stated so beautifully, man. Appreciate that. I saw you this week on Good Morning America talking about financial literacy. You're a professor of financial literacy and uh, at University of Pennsylvania, man. Tell me a little bit about that and and how you even got into that position and what you can some of the best advice you can give people. Yeah, man. I uh, one, I just wanted to help people. Um, you know, I know that sounds wild, but you know, I, I understand you know, educators are some of the most overworked and underpaid people in our society and they're molding our our future. Um, I just want to take experiences that I've had in my life and just give them to the next person so that hopefully they don't have to go through the same mistakes or hopefully they can maximize or or grow on top of the things that I'm telling them, you know? Uh, And so for me, I look at money and financial education as a way to help people access their fullest potential, uh, whether that be through them creating the life that they want to create financially. A lot of our dreams and wishes and passions are tied to a bill, an invoice, a ticket, uh, you know, a flight, whatever it may be. Um, but then also, you know, there's a lot of people who, again, we talked about mental wellness earlier. Uh, there's a lot of people who aren't where they want to be financially, and that affects how they uh walk out of the door that affects how they treat other people because now you feel like I'm, I have this debt over my head. I have this dark cloud over my head and, and that's overwhelming all the time. Like, you know, and so for me, uh, teaching financial education through uh, life 101, which is our class and stuff, we, we've been able to help a lot of people. Uh, but, but yes, we've been able to help a lot of people pay down student loan debt, help them start investing, help them save money, help them budget. That's great. But but also, uh, more importantly, we've been help, able to help them have conversations about money, conversations that otherwise you wouldn't have. The reason why, for me, conversation is important is because I'm always evolving. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. And so if you're in that mindset, and if you're able, if you and I are able to sit down and talk about money, I get to learn from your experience. You get to learn from mine. And then now I might, oh, I might not make that that same mistake because we just had a conversation, right? That might save me, 
years and years of credit card debt. That might help me pay back my student loans quicker. That might help me go support my my local community nonprofit uh, quicker, right? Who knows? But ultimately, a lot of the mistakes we make financially are simply through because of lack of conversation. Um, and I, I just think that that's uh, ridiculous in 2023, 22 too. But I think <laughs> it's more ridiculous in 2023. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Hey, thank you so much, Brandon. Really appreciate your time. Uh, wish you a ton of blessings, my friend. Likewise, Rob. Stay blessed, man. Time for some final thoughts. Seeing DeMar Hamlin fight for his life on the field has brought so many people together. Uh, I hate what happened to Hamlin. He's a great kid who is loved by his teammates and does so much for the community. And it's awesome to see that GoFundMe that he started continue to grow. It's well over $5 million last check. But despite what happened to him and as horrible and as horrific as that is, and we're all encouraged and looking forward to seeing him make a full recovery and the positive signs that are coming out of that hospital has been great to see. But also it's been encouraging to see how communities have come together, how Pray for DeMar is trending everywhere. Let's be intentional about being kinder, about loving one another, about helping others any way we can. If that's a lesson that we all who saw this, who were impacted by this, who can take out of that, I think that would make all of our lives a little bit more joyful, a little bit more peaceful. That's it for this week. Continue to pray for DeMar Hamlin. Thank you to Brandon Copeland. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague, Ralph Russo, and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing.